Okay, beautiful. Oh, that's right, Nehemiah sells zinc. Okay, good idea, I'll ask him. I was thinking if I get really desperate, I might have to buy a new printer. I mean, I just, if nobody's coming from the States to bring ink and I can't get it here, just buy a new printer. What are you going to do? It's getting desperate. 12 charts. All right, Raboisai. Wow. It's probably a record, the first time in, in two months that we started on time with this whole COVID thing. I want to show, uh, today's, today's, uh, yeah. It's the 20th day of the Oimer. Who I am saying Kaddish for today. And again, as soon as I offered to say Kaddish for only for yard sites, immediately I got about 10 requests. I have a paper that I carry around in my pocket, if I can find it. I pull it out during Kaddish and I say the name. I stare at it. Today's shir is also being sponsored. Lili Nishmas Mars Chava Chava Bas Reb Aaron Olea Shalom. This is from Reb Hershi leader. I'm not sure. Is Reb Hershi on? I'm not sure who this is. A mother, a grandmother, Loyodea. If he's on, let us know. Okay. So I was talking to my brother yesterday, a beautiful story, he was, he was telling me, like I mentioned a number of times, the day I found out that my sister-in-law, Shoshana Razi Basilka, got sick, I started doing the 8-minute daf that day, and uh, the rest is history, Baruch Hashem, we have what, 15,000 subscribers to the 8-minute daf, what? Ellie, yeah. my mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law, all right. Your mother-in-law, your shvigah should have an aliyah's neshama. Her neshama should have an aliyah. All right. Yishkoyach for sponsoring Reb Hershey. You're a very valuable Reb Hershey, by the way, is the only person that goes to my shir and my brother-in-law's shir every single day to both of ours. Like he, I think he's scared to like insult one of us. I'm, I'm okay, but Lemaisa, that's the only person in, in the world that goes to two shirim like that. The two brother-in-laws. Rabbi Vigdor Katzberg is a tremendous, tremendous Talmud Chacham. Also on Zoom. Check him out. Akhbarim, listen to this. So, my brother tells me yesterday that the Rosh Hashiva of Shari Yoshev, Rabbi Yeager, comes himself every single Friday and delivers a challah, a fresh home-baked challah, with a note from his wife to my sister-in-law. And he tells me, you're not going to believe this. I called up Rabbi Yeager and I asked him, could I sneak out and go to one of these illegal minyanim to say Kaddish for my mother, whose yard was yesterday, and he said, absolutely not. My brother tells me when he opened up the door, he found a beautiful package. Here's the package. It's basically cupcakes and two, two bottles of liquor, small bottles, and it says, Le'ili nishmas ruspas mordechai. He's telling me, and I was like, I was very nispoled. Rosh Hashiva himself goes every single... My brother calls me up, he says, listen, I made a little bit of a mistake. I don't know if you guys remember this, this email when I was talking about the Golden Dove and my brother was in Seasons Express. Here, Seasons Express. Here he is, talking to me on the phone and he said the word, 8-minute daf. And a guy from Seasons Express comes over and says, 
Eight minute daf, how do you know about that? He says, that's my brother. He says, I can't believe it. Then he gets on the phone, he says, I had a golden duff today, uh, a shachar hit me, a whole email, I read it once. He said, I ain't your love, I don't know, something. He said golden dove, and the, the guy thought he said love, the kids are an email. So the guy keeps up with my brother, he says, do you need anything from Season Express? Rabbi Isai, this guy, Ari Weinstein, heard, is listening to the shir yesterday, and he heard that it's my mother's yard site. So he goes, takes a box of cupcakes, puts liquor on it, writes a note, Lilu Nishmas, See this? And he puts it by my brother's door. I'm, I'm choking up. So a guy, just a random act of chesed. And he, he really made my brother's day. With one box of cupcakes, I don't know what this is, $20 worth of stuff, I don't know what the price of these little guys is. He met my brother one time, and he said, okay, I'm going to do chesed. I'm thinking to myself, we all could do this. It, all it takes is two minutes make a phone call, we know an almana, we know a divorcee, we know somebody that's going through treatments. From the Rosh Hashiva giving a challah every single week, a Rosh Hashiva who, who has a crazy amount of stuff on his head, there's nothing better to do than to go on a Friday and deliver a challah. And then, and um, yeah, I'm thinking here, our rabbi also, what's his name from the Gra? No, I keep on forgetting his name, what's his name? Rabbi Kornfeld, I know for a fact because I was involved with Rabbi Schlesinger, a freshly baked kugel for over a year. I don't know if he still does it. Every single Friday. And we could also do it, random acts of chesed. Unbelievable. Shkoyach Rabbi Ari Weinstein, a guy that works at Seasons Express. Um, yesterday, I, I didn't notice this email. There was another email from David Dimbert. This is a beautiful email. Biggest Shkoyach. For your Moshe Shabbos, shout out to Rabbi Friedman's Yeshiva in Beitar, Birkas Mordechai. Birkas Mordechai is a powerhouse of learning. They learn two daf, I hope he meant per week, because he says here per day. Two daf per day, that's, uh, per week, that's what it is, with Rashi, Toysfus, and Rishonim, and Chazara, and tests. Full Gemara, start to finish, serious stuff. My son Joseph is one of those guys he mentioned learning all day, chakras to bedtime. Unbelievable. And he says, you probably remember my son, he came with him, when he came to visit the Merkaz Daf he came in Brachas Daf Chav Berach. I'd like to sponsor Shir and honor my son, who just made a Simen Gitin, that was yesterday, and he's outside in Chevra and Birkas Mordechai. And he says like this, he learned it mostly in Rabbi David Shir at Yeshiva Torah Traga, finishing himself at Birkas Mordechai, a huge effort day by day. So Joseph is driving force behind getting me into Daf Yaimi, my first serious effort at Gemara since high school. And he's 53 years old, first seam of Gemara ever. It's not only a tremendous source of chizuk to me, an inspiration to many of his friends, he's an unbelievable source of nachas to his mother, may she be, live and be well, and may have esrim. I'm looking forward to sharing many more simchas with the Olam, always wishing the best for everybody. Rabbi said, here's a kid that grew up in Highland Park. I don't know if they have uh, an orthodox, I don't know what, what the story is over there. Highland Park, I, I'm from Chicago, Highland Park is, a, is one of these places, it's far out there. I think, I think Berg might be a rabbi there, I'm not even sure. This kid comes from Torah Traga, and he, he's now in Brigus Mordechai. It's unbelievable. And he inspires his father to do that for Yoimi. 
So my bracha is that he should be like the next, next Reb Nassim Finkel, Reb Nassim Tzvi Finkel, that also came from Chicago, a kid from the academy, who, Gal Adar. So Joseph is going to be Reb Yosef, the big, big Rosh Hashiva. And uh, one more, fine, we're running out of time. Dear Rebelli, I'm starting to do that for the cycle. I used to watch you share occasionally on YouTube. Couldn't make my regular share. Ever since we have been shot, been watching and enjoying your share on a regular basis. Here in Brooklyn, most people can't say Kaddish since Minyanam are officially forbidden. I'm not sure if you'll be able to or not, but you should know that the Torah that you're responsible for teaching so many people across the world must be a constant aliyah to your mother's neshama. Looking forward to one day meeting you in person, Menachem Stern, Brooklyn, New York. So again, I'm reading this because if somebody really needs a Kaddish, for now I'm available until they shut us down. We have a real legal and very safe, as safe as can be, as safe as I know how to do it, minion. We're holding that Nun Gimel Ahmed Beis. We're getting into easier sugyas for a couple of days, a little bit of a gadda soon. Five lines from the bottom. Rav Nachman by Yitzchok Omar. We're discussing Levuvin. So, chart number one, 12 charts today. This is Shot number one is that it protects, it's a piece of leather that protects the animal's heart from wolves. Rav Nachman says, It's to protect the females from the males mating. Now, now we go to explain what this means. This is shchuzais, tying the tail upwards. So it's the reverse of what uh, Levuvin is for. This is for to, to, to make it easier for mating. In other words, it's in the same parish. It's about mating, making it easier, making it harder. How do you see that the word means to expose the chsiv There's a woman in front of him. Shis zayna unitzura slave. Shis is a lotion of an erva, but a zayna's erva is exposed. So therefore, it's a lotion of exposure unitzura slave. So, this is, by the way, this is one of the 12. It's not 12. This is, I'm, I'm, a lot of these are going to have 3, 4. So over here you see, basically just tying the tail downwards. Again, to make it more difficult for the Zcharim. How do you know that Kavl means to prevent reproduction or Shlom HaMelech gave Chiram. Chiram helped build the base Hamikdash. So as a gift, Shlom HaMelech gave him 20 cities. So of course, when somebody gives you a gift, what do you do? You complain. Happy birthday, Mr. Halperin. Oh, and happy birthday to Yosef Biliak's son. What's his name? Um, 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 Yisrael, Yisrael Meir? No, what's his name? I forgot his name. Uh, Yisrael David. Joseph Biliak is a tremendous, tremendous resource for us and a tremendous, he puts in so much koichas. He's up till 
probably 2, 3 in the morning every single night helping out for the shear. So you should see a lot of nachas, just like your other son that watches the daf. This Yisrael David should also watch the daf. Oh, and if you're watching, I should have said this earlier, but if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, you can watch us on Torah anytime. We're having a lot of trouble on YouTube. It's taking us 12 hours to upload. If you have a link and you click on the link, you can get the shear right away. But if you're not, go to, go to Torah anytime or go to our, our app. There's over a thousand views daily on our app. Torah anytime. I have no idea what the views are. What? Get the app. Eight so minute daf. The sheets on it. It has a shirim, and we have uh, a few clips from Ellie from the classics. Yeah, uh, Leon Welcher decided that I have classics. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> it's he, okay. He thinks it's serious. I hope he's not on now. It's very serious, Leon. It's very serious. Check it out. Ellie's classics. Meharim. He's gonna put this as a classic now. What does he mean? This land, this kovel, it's tied up. They're tied up, they're wrapped up with money. No, so what's the problem if a person's wrapped up with money? What is he complaining about? So, again, let's go back. Chiram gave... Shlomo Melech a gift for the Beis Hamidosh. Shlomo Melech in return gives him these cities. He goes ahead and he complains and he says, these are Orem Kvulim. And he says, Shlomo, what did you give me? You gave me cities with a bunch of rich people. So what's the problem? They're rich. It's great if you have rich people. in Kivin since they're wealthy, but they're very spoiled. Imagine he gave him a city full of celebrities. Who's going to take the trash out? Who's going to wash the street? Nothing. It's just going to fall apart. A bunch of Mufunakim. <laughs> you can't run a city like that. You need regular people. It's a city, it's, a, it's the land of Chomtan. And we had this. I don't know if you remember, we had that in a core of wheat, you're allowed to put Chomtan in there. You're allowed to put dirt. Because the dirt of Chomtan preserves the wheat. It's not stealing. You could say, oh, I just gave you a whole core of wheat. And you weigh it, but at the end of the day, you find there's a lot of dirt in there. That's okay, because the dirt is part of the weed. It preserves the wheat. So in other words, Chaimtan has a lot of salt. It's, it's, it's bad stuff. For, for a city, it's bad. For wheat, it's really good. So Rashi says, when you step in it, you sink into the dirt. Calf. It's really bad. You can't plant anything. Try to plant in, in, uh, in sand, from, uh, beach sand. It doesn't work. So Mela, it's bad. That's what he was complaining about. Kabla. Kivunois. What does it mean that you, these, these sheep are allowed to go out? Kivunois, kvulois, shchuzois. We're going through all the words. My kvunois. Shemechavnin oisom lemelas. So, this is Yoni. And I love, he's a great artist. This is what he does. I'm not sure that that's very accurate. So I had to print out. This one is a lot more accurate. It's just, in terms of art, I'm not so sure. But anyway, you get the picture. The picture is, it's a coat. Why? Because Rashi says that it's fastened with clips right over here. So that's why he made little clips all along over here. And that's what, why do they do that? 
they want to preserve the wool, they want to make sure that the wool of this female sheep that has whiter wool remains white. Right? What's a seis? It's part of tzeras. It's a white blemish on a person's skin that's a tzeras. We're talking Lashon Hara, whatever. It's like white wool. My temer lavan, and what is white wool? When a sheep goes through this, you come out with something called melas, very pure white wool. So we had this yesterday. This is not an original chart, Yosef, don't worry. This is from yesterday. So now we have two types of udder protection. Either it's to prevent milk from coming out. MMA the goat could get pregnant, it, it gets stronger and better, or you're trying to catch the milk. This picture is probably not 100% accurate. This looks like a little bucket. It seems like from the Gemara that they look the same. You can't even tell the difference, but for artistic purposes, it serves a purpose. Now, in the Mishnah, we had three sheets like we had yesterday. Rem Meir, the Tanakhama, says both of these are mutter. Rabbi Yehuda, uh, Rabbi Yossi says both of these are Aser. And of course, you have the middle one, Rabbi Yehuda, that says, Mutter Aser. Says the Gemara, Itma Rav Yehuda. Rav says, the Allah is that if it's to prevent milk from coming out, it's Mutter, but to catch the milk, it's Aser. Everything is Aser. And some said, Rav Omar, Liyabish Mutter. He didn't say the Allah is like Rabbi Rabbi Huda. He said, Mefurish what Rabbi Huda says. The nafkemina is that people shouldn't make a mistake. Because maybe Reish Yud and Reish Yud, one is Rabbi Yossi, one is Rabbi Huda, maybe over the generation, it seems like from Rashi, they mixed up the names. Comes Rav and says, Look, I'm not going to tell you who says it. I'm just going to tell you the halacha straight out. If it's to catch the milk, it's also to go out on Shabbos. If it's to dry up the milk, it's mutter. And Shmuel says, like Rabbi Yaisi, everything is Aser. And some say a little different. A goat could go out with protection in order to dry it up, but not to catch the milk. Who could throw a lottery? A girl. In other words, you can't see the difference. In Yoni's picture, you could see the difference. One is a bucket, one is not. But the Gemara is saying they look very similar. And therefore, if you can't tell the difference, what is somebody else going to think? Somebody sees you going out with a goat with a little bit of a bucket to catch the milk. But in fact, it's not a bucket. It's to, it's to stop the milk. And he thinks it's a bucket. Tomorrow he's going to go out with a bucket. And he's going to be over. We made a rule, nobody's going out with anything, you can't protect the others, end the story. Where's Ari Mazenkis? Where is he? Is he, I don't know if he's on today. Where are the guys that do Chazara? The Chazara dudes. Where's David Steinhardt? Is he on? I have a question, this is worth 100 points. Where do we see in our Masechta the words, me, Mephis? Who is going to throw a lottery? Stop, don't go to Google. Do not try that. I know the tricks. I know. Me, Mephis. I'll remind you. We had Shmuel HaKatan. He had Hadraken. Hadraken, the Gemara says, comes from 
Arayas, Gila Arayas, you get a Draken. But you could also get it from, for another disease. So Shmuel HaKatan was, was sad. He said, people are going to think I was over an Arayas. Me, Mephis, who's going to make a lottery and know why I got it? And HaKosh Baruch Hu healed him. That's on the daf. This, this is only worth five points, not a hundred. That's on the daf of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai. What daf in Masech Shabbos is Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai? Lag Boimer, correct. Eli Daikman knows the answer. Okay, very good. Zokti Gemara. Since people can, cannot differentiate, so they're both awesome. Ah, the Rishonim places brings down. What is the difference between the two Pshatim? Okay, so I made Xer like this, I made Xer like that, but they're both Asr. Says Taisvas, in a place that they only do Liabish, so nobody's going to make a mistake. Nobody, if they don't even catch milk, they're not, they're not going to try to get the drops of milk. They only do Liabish. They only try to help the animal. So nobody's going to make that mistake. If nobody's going to make the mistake, you're allowed to do it. And that's the halacha. He also Ravin Omer Rabbi Yochanan halacha ketanakama. Rashi learns the halacha is like the tanakama, which Rashi explained yesterday. Tanakama means Rameir, who says both to catch the milk and to prevent milk is mutter. Says the Mishnah. Ubama ena yoytza. What can an animal not go out? A camel should not go out with, again, I don't know what Yoni drew here. This is a Mutultela, something on his, on his tail. This is a lot better for me. There's actually three Pshatim in Rashi, and Rashi likes this Pshat the best, so I'll go with it. It's basically leather right underneath the tail, where I painted it in blue, because... There's a black strap that comes, or this gray strap right over here, that if the camel keeps on going downhill, the strap prevents everything, but it's going to shave him. It's going to cause injury to the animal. So you put a leather piece to protect the animal. That's a metultelis. By the way, when we're talking about a camel, it's kedai to, for one second, think about it, and do a Rebbe Victor Miller. Think about a camel. It could drink between 100 and 200 liters in under three minutes, 200 liters, and go for three weeks without drinking. And some camels have been known to go for months. It's unreal to think about what Akash Baruch did. An animal could go as large as a camel, go for, and it's not the water that he drinks, it's the fat. Okay, fine, but think about it. What Akash Baruch created in this world. Uh, so, as the Gemara is going to explain, we're going to go into it, but basically, its front and back leg is tied together, and Ruggle, if you can see over here, his front foot is folded upwards and tied, basically leaving him only three legs to run away, which is very difficult. Can't run away. It's not just... Uh, a camel, all these things apply to all animals. Where's the picture? Sorry. So if you do one of these, 
a caravan of camels. This is Osir. It looks like you're going to sell them. He could do what this guy is doing. Not in a row, but next to each other, and he holds on to the strings. Now, the problem is this right over here. This, where the strings come together, the ropes come together. That's a problem. Of shatnas, we're going to see in the Gemara. Don't wrap it around your hand like tefillin. That could be a problem of shatnas. Tana. If they are different materials, it's a problem. So this pad that we spoke about, this piece of leather that prevents him, prevents the strap to dig into his body. If it goes from front to back, so it's not it's not going to fall off. All these things, if they fall, you're going to pick them up. Over here, you don't have a problem. This, I didn't understand. Hold on a second. I don't know what that means exactly. It's a placenta, but what is the, what's the placenta doing there? Why are you tying, you're tying something to placenta? Not exactly sure how this works. If you tie it to the placenta, it's going to be too painful for the camel to get rid of the pl- to pull it. It's not going to come out. So basically... Let's see if I can find it back here. Okay. It goes very simple. I think that the Yavit says that it's a place that the placenta is connected to. Mm. If you pull it, then you're hurting, you're hurting the gummel, so you won't pull it off. Uh-huh. I, I thought about that shot, and I didn't like that shot, because yesterday we're learning that the, the placenta over there doesn't apply, that the placenta came out. So it's a different placenta. So according to the Yavis, we're talking about two different types of placentas. Yesterday, placenta is a literal placenta from giving birth, and this is the place of the placenta. Okay, fine, I hear it. It makes a lot more sense. Basically, we're talking about two things. Either the back foot is connected to the front foot. That's almost impossible for a camel to run away. Or the two front feet are connected, or the two back feet are connected. These are the two possibilities. Front and back, and two fronts. Same thing with two backs, the same thing, but those are the Nafkimina. Says the Gemara, Like Yitzchak on when, when Avram Avinu on the, what is it called? Whatever it's called. Altar. Not the altar in Hebrew, no, on the. Mizbeach. Not the Mizbeach. Fine. You know what I'm talking about? Akedas Yitzchak. Akedo. Shkoyach. The Shlifa. Akedo. Everybody knew it besides me and you know it. So, how did Avram Avinu tie him? His foot to his hand. Well, he tied him a lot differently in all his feet, all his hands, and he's bent backwards. The point is, foot to hand. Okay, now, this, we're not going to have any argument in the Gemara, this one right over here, where am I? This. This is, he bends his knee backwards, ties up one leg. That's not a Shailah Bechlau. We're going to bring it three times, but it's all the same. But over here it says, It's not the front to back, it's the two fronts, or the two backs. Why is Rabbi Yehuda telling me front to back? It's a big nafkemina, how fast this animal can run. If it has its two front together, it could gallop, it could do something, you know, it could get away. If, if you tie the back and the front together, it's impossible to move. No, 
we do have a price similar to what Rav Yudah says. So it says over here, Akud means a hand and a foot, or two hands. So you see Rabbi Yehuda's concept, hand and a foot. But still, but it says both hands. You're right, it does mention hand and a foot, but it also mentions two hands. Hand and foot. That you bend the foot backwards, you bend the knee and you tie it. Nicha. That's perfect, fits in with Rav Yudah. But there's another case in the Brazil that says the two feet together or the two legs together. Rav Yudah never mentioned two fronts and two backs. He only mentioned a front and a back. Okay, we find another Brazil that says Mefurish. Hand to foot. Ruggel. And what's ruggel? Like nobody's mechulakan. You're not allowed to bend the knee backwards and tie up one foot to itself and make him a three-legged camel. My time. Why can't you tie and make a long caravan, a train of camels? My time. I think the 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 Moroccans in Eretz they go to chinga. They do chinga. No, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it's a different word. I thought it's chinga. It's like a party. It's like a, a dance. A chinga means... No, no, he's saying no. The Ron Kormla says... Oh, they do a chinga. Not a chinga? Okay. Uh, the Ashkenazim, they stick in a gimel everywhere. Fine. So, uh, this is different. Chinga means a marketplace. So it looks like he's going to sell it. And that's also... Your, your ladder, your ladder wrap, don't wrap it. Don't wrap these cords, these, these leashes around your hand. Climb the might. We need to understand this. We're talking about a human. Whoa. Because you're not allowed to plow. You're not allowed to have two animals that are different species pull you or plow or do anything. Humans are also species, right? They're a species of animals of, of sort. Maybe an, a human being and an animal are not allowed to walk together and pull something. The Torah says, It doesn't mean it's an elephant and a giraffe, it's a, a, a pig and a, and a horse, it's every two types of animals. So why does it say to teach you not a human being, says Rashi. Okay, just one point. What exactly are these guys doing? What's, the, what's a human being doing? It's Shabbos. He can't plow. So what is he doing? Says Taisvis, we must be talking about in the, in, in the weekday. Or, says Taisvis, he's holding the string. Listen to this. The camel is holding the leash on his neck, and the human being is helping him. Together, they're doing tiltul on Shabbos. They're pulling the string on Shabbos. Says the Raj, based on this Taisvis, you're not allowed to tie a donkey to a mule, uh, to, to a shar, because together they're carrying a string on Shabbos. They don't need to be chayrish. They can't do tiltal either. We learned that a, a camel can't do tiltal on Shabbos. They're carrying a string together. Very interesting. So, what's the problem here? We're concerned about shatnas. You're going to have tzemer upishtim. One is made out of tzemer, one is made out of pishtim. You wrap it on your hand. And therefore what? Therefore, it's heating up my hand with shatnas. Now, it's davr shayna I don't want it to heat my hand. Says Rashi, we're going according to Rabbi Yehuda. 
Or maybe even we go according to Shimon that says Dovashen Miskaven Mutter, but over here it's Psikurash of Eliyamos. It's inevitable if I wrap Shatnas around my hand, it's going to make me slightly warm. It's like a glove. Asur. If I take a needle and go once into two, two pieces of cloth, one is pitched and one is tzemer, I'm potter. Or, says Rashi, I make, oh, sorry, this way. This is also one tie, like what we start off with our shoelace. That's going to become undone immediately. That's not considered sewing shatnas. So what's the problem? Where's the shatnas over here? Says the Gemara. Yeah, you're right. He has to do a double knot like this. One, two, a double knot. Once you have a double and you put it around your hand, now it's shatnas. It's warming up your hand. According to Yudah, So he's holding on to the donkey, to the camel or whatever, and over here you have a tefach coming out. Says Rashi, the problem is people are going to think you're carrying a rope on Shabbos. Also, oh, oh, we have a different shear, two tefachim. What's going on here? Says Rashi, the Allah is really, you have two tefachim. Shmuel was machmer and he said a tefach, let's turn the page. It says, you have much more than a tefach. All the way to the ground, just make sure it doesn't drag on the ground. Lift it up a tefach. There's two parts to the string. One that's coming out of your hand, and one that's a leash that goes to the dog, to the camel, and it goes like this. This dip in it should not be close to the ground. A tefach. Says the Mishnah. So a merdas we had yesterday. The saddle cloth that goes on a donkey. On a horse. You're not going to go out if it's not tied to it. And we explained yesterday means not tied before Shabbos. On Shabbos of course you're not going to go out with it. Here's a bell, and here it's full of some material, doesn't let it ring. So the problem on Shabbos is the ringing. I took, got rid of that problem. I'm still not allowed to go out with it. The Gemara is going to explain everything in this Mishnah word for word. We'll explain. If he's walking with us uh, a ladder on his neck, and not some sort of bandage on his foot. Rashi says, all these things... Uh, from here, are all because they might fall off, the ladder might fall, the bandage might fall, you might come to pick it up on Shabbos. And a chicken cannot go out with a string, not under their feet, we're going to explain everything. And male sheep cannot go out with a wagon, dragging behind them. We're going to explain. We're going to explain. And not a cow with Hedgehog skin, we're going to explain. And not with material between its horns. Rebbe Lozer ben Azariah's cow did go out with a beautiful decor between its horns. And Chacham were upset at him. We're going to explain. Says the Gemara, this I don't know how to explain. 
But what's the reason that a, a chamor cannot go out with a merdaz? If anybody has an answer to this, I'm not exactly sure. I didn't look too hard, but it says that we explained already. What did we explain? We explained that there's four reasons Tysus brings for them on top of Dafnundal and Amidalaf. The reason of Rashi is, and he brings Rashi, that if you put this saddle cloth on Shabbos, it doesn't look like you're putting it on for heat. It looks as if this animal doesn't need the heat. You should have done it on Shabbos. Or you probably remember the other reason because you might come to climb on an animal on Shabbos and somebody asked a great question, what about everything else? And like we explained yesterday. But we didn't explain yesterday. Tysus explained yesterday. I don't understand what this means. Okay. And not with a, 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 a clogged up bell. So if you have a bell, it, it beautifies the animal. It looks like a choshava. Like, you know, if you ever went to Switzerland, highly recommended, or any of those Alps, you see these cows walking around with bells. It looks cool. It's great for a picture. Ding, ding, dong. It looks great. So when you want to sell it, you put on the bell. Ooh, we got a picture here. Where's the picture? Oh, I know I have it. Oh, here it is. Why does it have a ladder right here? So that it cannot move its neck. Why do you want to move its neck? Yoni even drew it right over here. He has a little boo-boo. You see this black dot right over here? So he wants to lick the, the wound. You're preventing him from licking the wound and it'll heal. It's by his cheek. It's not like he's carrying a ladder because he's a pickup truck. It's to prevent him from moving. He shouldn't lick his wound. And you should not put on. If you look closely over here, he has white stuff. I don't know if you could see. Basically a bandage right over here. Why? So that his knees shouldn't knock against each other. His feet shouldn't knock against each other. The Adelaide Gizra. Why would you tie a string to your chicken? You don't want them to get mixed up with your neighbor's chickens. They run around. I have the red strings. He has the blue ones. So now, I tie both of their legs together. These poor chickens have to hop around like this because otherwise they spray bullets everywhere. Little pebbles go flying and they break the dishes. I don't want that. Oh. I forgot what Masechta was, and I looked, and I looked, and I couldn't find I had a great picture for this. Those of you who learned Kachim with us, remember the picture. But Yoni has a pretty decent picture also. You see this guy? Uh, over here. He's dragging his tail on the ground. And we had uh, Moshe Ehrenfeld in the shear. We asked him about, because he does sheep. We asked him, do sheep have long tails? And we found out, in, in fact, naturally, sheep should have very long tails. And it's called the alia. It has a lot of fat. And sheep are different than most animals. They cannot control their tail. It's just full of fat. It drags on the ground. And it can get injured. Today, either we found out either they snip the tail or they just breed them differently. It's a different breed. But even till this day, you have sheep with very long, fat tails. So in order not to get injured, they devise this device with two wheels and the tail doesn't drag. Could go out with it on Chavez. They cannot go out with Shabbos. So that their tail doesn't get injured. And 
a, a female sheep cannot go out with Chanon. What is Chanon? We have four Pshatim. Three of them don't fit into the word Chanon. And the Gemara is going to explain. Listen to this. The sheep goes into a spa. You first shear its wool. But now it's missing a coat. I don't want to talk about this and, and the people in Bar Park are going to get nervous. Yes, I have a small little dog in my house for whatever purposes, for chinuch purposes, let's call it. Not my thing. It's not a kelavra. It is a kelavra. Let's call it kelavra. I don't, I don't want him. I'll go upon him. He, when you share, one time he got all knotted up. It's like having, not one child, it's like having two kids. He goes out in the grass and he gets all these thorns in him. And then his, his it, so you go to the, to the, whatever you call it, the veterinarian, and they shear off all its, its, its thing. He came home, I'm not exaggerating, he shook for a full week straight. We couldn't stop his shaking. He literally shook like a leaf for over a week. We put blankets, nothing. So I'm just saying, because that's probably what's going on here. You take him cold, so what do you do? You take a, a, a compress and you put it, you put the, the you dump it, you, you dunk it in some oil, lay it down on this nice comfortable chair, you put it on its forehead, you, st- you do its nails, that it shouldn't get cold. You took a sheep and you made it into Marukva, who's the Avbezdin, who's a wealthy person, where you gave it a spa, what are you crazy? Who takes care of the sheep like that? You shear it, you let it shake, and you go weiter, who cares? I have another pshat. Anyways, this pshat doesn't fit so well into the word chonon. Where does chonon come here? When this sheep wants to give birth, and again, two compresses full of oil, one on its forehead, okay, this makes a little bit more sense, why? You're trying to think about the sheep, you want it to, to just give birth, so what do you do? You give it some oil on the top, on the bottom, you, you, you heat it up, and it comes out easier. That's a bad stuff. Yalta, you remember Yalta? All over Shas, you have Yalta, we just had it in Brachas. They forgot to give her the wine by Birkas Hamazan. And what did she do? She ran up to the attic and she broke 400 barrels of wine. Who's that? Rav Nachman's wife, famous. She knew how to learn. She, she always intervened in learning. She heard them saying things. She yelled and that. Says Rav Nachman, you just made the sheep my wife. She's a shtickle spoiled, yeah. She take, when she gives birth, I give her uh, a little heat there, I give her this there. But, but, but the sheep, who, again, it's a wild animal. Let it give birth the way naturally. What do you have to help it out with oil? You made her into Yalta. I thought Hanunos meant merciful. You're, you're, being, you're showing mercy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're, you're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. That's the Gemara's answer. I'm just pointing it out as we're going on here. I'm saying that's the shot in the first one also. They're all, all of them. The Gemara says that there's a shot. That Chanun is going to mean, like Noam said, Chanun means to have Rachmanus on the animal, you give it a, a, a shtickle spa. Okay. So, El Omer Avuno, another pshat. There's a, there's a tree that's called Chanun, and that fits very well into the Chanun. Umevin Kesim, and you take a little piece, a little sliver of this wood, and you put it into the nose of the sheep. Kadesh, it is Atish. 
So it should sneeze. V'yiplu darnei roisha. It should the 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 small worms that are hanging out in her head and her nose will come flying out. I induce a sneeze with the special wood. What about the males? They also need to get rid of the worms. Since they hit each other. Here, this is what it looks like. Since the males do this kind of behavior, so they knock the worms out of each other's heads automatically. They don't need to sneeze. Shimon Ezira Omar, another pshat, kismo, derisma. It comes from a special wood called roisem. We had once about roisem. I, I believe it's the same thing. It's, it's a wood that if you make a, a, um, a coal out of it, it could last. I don't know. There's one Gemara I think we had that lasted a year. But the point is, it's very, very, very hot. Bishlam the Ravuno, Hainan Chanunois. According to Ravuno, it comes from a tree called Chanan. Makes a lot of sense. Chanunois. Uh, a sheep should not do Chanunois. El Rabbana my Chanunois. But according to Rabbana, what's going on here? The pshat is, I have Rachmanus, Chanun, Chanun. I have Rachmanus on my sheep, on my, on Akashborhu's creation. Uh, a calf should not go out with a Gimon. Do I have Gimon here? Yes. Gimon is on this chart. Gimon looks like this it's a yoke around a baby cow. I'm trying to train my baby calf to bend its head down. If it bends its head down, then it'll plow nicer. I guess when they plow, they need to bend their heads. But you can't show up, and this is a good lesson for, for us also, you can't show up one day when they're 15 years old. Oh, by the way, uh, you have to do this and this and that. You have to train them when they're babies. Train them, put your head down. Why? Because in five years from now, I'm going to use you as... A plowing machine. And my mashman, I give my listener the mechav, the chsiv, halachoiv, kaagmon, roishoi. Bend your head, kaagmon, so that's a gimon. But let me parabar a kupar. What does this mean? You shouldn't use hedgehog skin. Where's that one? Come on. Oh, here. This is a hedgehog. It ha- it's a porcupine, like a porcupine, but a hedgehog. Yeah, also another pile abriya who gave it protection. You can't get close to it. If I take this and put it right over here on the cow's udders, then the rats in the barn are not going to come and suckle and, and drink the milk. I'm protecting my milk. They don't want to get injured from the porcupine. So, David Brandis, sometimes people send me pictures, but sometimes it's a daylight. So this I could use today. Here's a cow that has a beautiful ornament from horn to horn. Maybe I shouldn't say it. Maybe it's Avedizar. I take it back. No, this is disgusting. It might be Avedizar, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. As we had the Machlekes yesterday, Rav says it doesn't matter even to protect it, even to guide it, is also asr. To annoy is definitely asr. But for protection, to guard it and, and make sure it doesn't run away, that's mutter. But this decorative thing is definitely lenoi. As you can see, they're trying to decor, make de- the decorations here, and that is 100% asr. Likula alma on Shabbos. Says the Gemara Parasit Shreve Belazib ben Azario. Rebelazib ben Azario, who's Rebelazib ben Azario? As we, we saw in the Agada, 
He, one of his cows had a, a decorative piece. Says the Gemara, Rabbi had one cow, the famous Gemara, Rabbi had 120,000 newborns every year, and from that he set aside 10,000, 12,000 for Meiser. Tysus has a whole arichas here. He proves that Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was only 14 years old by Churban Abayas. So why was he giving Meiser? So he says, it seems like the Gzairah not to give Meiser lasted for a few years. So therefore he was able to say, I always gave Meiser. Only afterwards they said, L'maiser, there's a chiv today to give Meiser behemoth too. We just don't do it because you might eat it. But there was a Gzairah at some point. That, that point wasn't the minute of the Churban Abayas. That happened later on. So says the Gemara, unbelievable thing. It wasn't his. He would have to adorn 12,000 cows. Imagine, he has 120 newborns and his poor neighbor lady has one. And then the Gemara goes into the whole thing. I guess we'll start that tomorrow. Because he didn't do a macha. You should have told this lady, Rebetzin, it's also for you to go out on Shabbos with your, you're not allowed to let your cow have that on Shabbos. What is that? We're not done yet, Avi. That's Avi Kamiansky. Nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with us.